This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. It's my pleasure to welcome you to the Clark Howard Show, where our mission is to serve you and empower you so you make better financial decisions in your life. Up first today, our weekly Clark Stink segment. And later, something that doesn't stink. There are deals in the midst of all this inflation. There are deals all over the place. I'm going to tell you how to zig when prices are zagging. So for Clark Stinks, this is your opportunity at clark.com slash Clark Stinks to let me know when you feel I've missed the mark, uh, shown to be that I'm thick in the head, giving bad advice, you disagree with me, whatever. Just go to clark.com slash Clark Stinks and post. And then right here, right now, Krista reads her favorite post from Clark Stinks over the last week. I should have never encouraged you to speak. You must think I'm pretty stupid. You should be ashamed of yourself. Well, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe you're right, pal. All right. The first Clark Stinks is from Krista, who says that she does not pick her favorites. Okay. (laughs) Here's the first one for real. Costco, 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 Costco this, Costco that. I think I finally figured out the Costco acronym. Clark only supports terribly cheap options. And that's from Ralph. Ouch. Um, So, Ralph, I must admit that the shirt I'm wearing is from Sam's Club, not from Costco. Because the Sam's Club clothing... Is it Members Mark? Oh, Members it's like, Mark, their no, private label. No, is it? Yes, no, Members it Mark. Polo on it. No, it's Members Mark. Oh, okay. And so, I mean, not it doesn't say Ralph Lauren though, so it must be like their their version of a polo. It's Members. I know this is the Members Mark shirt. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. Okay, carry on. Anyway, so this was seven dollars. Um, Costco shirts are generally too expensive for me. Is they're in double digits. So, yeah, it is true. I am uh, very, very, very thrifty with what I buy, and it's just how I'm made up. And so when the Warehouse Club movement started in, I think, 1978 with Price Club on Morena Drive in San Diego by Saul Price, yes, it's, for me, that was like, it was like this whole new era where somebody figured out how to squeeze all the overhead out of retail and you have to accept the more limited selection. So you are right. What what was the thing he said? Uh, Clark only supports terribly cheap options. That's true, Ralph, except for services. When you are buying a service, whatever it is, uh, let's say it's a repair in your home or anything like that. You're having your car repaired. You want to have someone who you know is really good at what he or she does, who's very honest, trustworthy. That's where you open up the wallet and you pay what you need to to get the right 
service for whatever it is you're doing. But for products, yes, guilty is charged. Some people join country clubs. You join I join Sam's Club. Clubs. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Clark, you stink. You recently responded to a question about buying a used electric vehicle by saying battery pack replacement is a negative of an electric vehicle. It seems to me that Teslas and probably many others like the new Rivian are able to go 200,000 miles easily on the original battery pack. Rivian even warranties their battery pack for 175,000 miles or eight years. We should stop analyzing battery replacement costs as such a negative, especially in light of how little maintenance there actually is on an electric vehicle. Plenty of gas-powered vehicles require high-dollar items like a new transmission well before 200,000 miles. My mom's 2015 Ford has had two transmission replacements, and I doubt it would be much longer before it needs a third. The car has less than 100,000 miles. So that is a very valid point. Uh, you know, I, that came up talking about how Nissan let its customers down by having defective battery packs in the leaf and told people to pound sand. And so it's really important for reputational reasons for an automaker who's making electric vehicles. And just because it's the right thing to do to offer these very lengthy warranties on the batteries because it's a newer technology and there's a lot of question mark about how reliable they're going to be. So far, other than the Nissan problem, batteries have proved in electric vehicles to be very, very reliable and have great longevity. Come on, Mr. Howard, you oh, can please. do better. On a recent show, you touted the low price of tuition and other fees at a state-sponsored commuter college. As an informal advisor to several nieces and nephews about how to pay for college, I paused your podcast midstream and rushed to search for more information. The internet searches on the term state-sponsored commuter college failed to return any useful information. Nothing helpful was listed in your show notes for that episode, and a search on Clark.com also produced zero information. If there is a webpage that lists these colleges by state or degree, please, one, tell us what it is, or at least tell us what terms to search to find it, and two, include a link in the podcast show notes for that episode, and three, include a link on Clark.com, and if no such website exists, tell us how we can help you build it. This information is at least as important as a channel guide for how to watch TV the most cost-efficient way. Your biggest fan, Aunt Mel in Maryland. Aunt Mel, uh, so when I used that term, state-sponsored commuter colleges, what I meant was in a lot of states, there are state schools. You know how a state system will have its flagship university that'll be um, University of or blah, 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 state university, and then it will have state colleges. And a lot of state colleges are built without dormitories, and they are designed for local commuter students. And each state has a name for them. For example, one of the biggest such systems of affordable college education. It's in the state of Florida, our nation's third most populous state, I guess, at this point. Anyway, in Florida, they have the Florida State College System. So they call it the FSC system. And these are local commuter colleges, state-supported, that offer four-year degrees. And it'll say Florida State College and then the city name of wherever it is or the area it is in the state. Uh, Texas does it a little differently. They have the $10,000 four-year degree for commuter students, and it will be University of Texas 
campuses, but not the main one in Austin. So it'll be University of Texas uh, at so-and-so, University of Texas at so-and-so else. And so each state that has this does it in a different way. In a lot of other states, the it will be in typically major metro areas, like you might have one in Maryland and Baltimore. Uh, there may be one in the Washington, D.C. suburbs that is a commuter school that has that offers four-year degrees. So there is no universal system for these. And I'll look and see if anybody, since you looked online and you couldn't find anything like that, I'll look and see if I find any kind of like clearinghouse list showing the most affordable state colleges in each state. Your advice about Zell is well-intended, but not as easy or effective as you indicated. After the 100th time of hearing how I need to rid my life of Zell, I paused the recent podcast and called my regional bank. They said I could delete my Zell profile, but at any time I, or a hacker, could create a new profile on my account and start using it again. I asked how I prevent a profile from being created, and there just isn't a way. It is a service, in quotes, they offer, just like wire transfers, which you can opt in and out of at will. Maybe dig a bit deeper and offer some advice on how to completely purge the Zell infestation, Tammy. Tammy, thank you. Zell is a thorn in America's side. Zell is garbage. And I guess, again, after my last attack on Zell, no one from Zell's parent company, which is owned by a consortium of eight of the nation's biggest banks, they're still being mute. Nobody wants to I talk with us. I haven't heard from anyone. Okay. Uh, Zell is an abomination and the banks are every single every single day on my news feed there are news stories posted from around the country people who had money swiped from their account due to zell and the bank says tough we don't care you just lose your money this is so stupid of the banks why are they doing this? Why are they not giving people the ability to permanently suppress Zell on their bank account? And I don't understand the mentality of why these bankers would want to bring harm on their fellow Americans. Zell is what they call in tennis an unforced error. There is no reason for this defective product to exist in its current form. And I'm as frustrated as you are that there's no way with your bank to suppress it permanently moving forward. Clark stinks because you discussed the options for a woman whose father was an assisted living and owned a condo in California. One option you did not mention was for her father to sell the condo and then use the proceeds for his continuing care. This might be a better option than moving him to a different facility that will accept Medicare and Medicaid. It's likely that his care where he is now would be better than some other low-cost facility with much less stress to leave him where he is. Then if he passes without using the remainder of the funds from the sale, they would go to his chosen heirs. We did this with my mom sold her house when she went to assisted living and then used the proceeds from that sale to pay for very good care. When she passed, there were some funds remaining, which was divided. But to me, having a good quality care for her was much more important than saving her house or saving the money for her heirs. She worked hard all her life and deserved the best care she could afford. Becky. Becky, thank you. And what you said is true all the way around, that if you sell the home, then you may forestall the need to move to 
an assisted living or nursing home that accepts Medicaid. There are a lot of really good facilities don't accept Medicaid for long-term stays. In the case of the question I was asked, it was by uh, an adult child of the person who wanted to be able to have the house. And what you talked about is setting different priorities that instead it was about making sure there could be the best care for a parent, in which case your suggestions completely on the money, which is you sell the home, then you have a pile of money to pay for assisted living potentially for several years. You lamented about being scatterbrained and forgetting things such as bringing your meds on a trip, and you talked about your son learning to fly. You should ask your son how pilots remember important steps in the cockpit. The answer? Checklist. Checklist. <laughs> Clark, you should make yourself a trip pre-departure checklist and refer to it before heading out the door. Rick, a retired airline pilot and checklist believer. So, Rick, this is terrible. I do use a checklist on my phone. And uh, not to dwell on the stupidity of leaving my meds behind, but I decided at the last minute to switch to a smaller suitcase and I'd put my meds in this pouch inside Mm. the other one. And I forgot to open the pouch and move the pills across. So it was like even using a checklist, I still flaked out. Clark, that S you wear on your chest stands for stinks this week. I listened to your description of your recent hernia repair, and you're not needing pain medication. I know you think that S stands for Superman, but for us mere mortals, pain management is a part of the healing process. I recently had an open hernia repair and needed every bit of the pain management. So that lends me to think that you had the Band-Aid hernia repair, a minor procedure. Save the pain medication advice for the professionals. (laughs) I I just have this thing I hate taking any kind of pain med. I remember before I had my back surgery 20 almost 21 years ago that I was in excruciating pain and the strongest thing I'd take was uh I guess an Advil at that point, a generic version of course of ibuprofen. Of course. And so it's just in my head I'm just so uh I don't know why I'm so afraid of getting addicted to to something like that, but that's what it's about. It's about fear of Some addiction. people I know, like, they'll just have the doctor prescribe them, like, three pills, you know? So that's an option, too, for people if they're worried about that. Okay, I was just catching up on my Clark Howard podcast, and the discussion was around kids sitting with parents on flights. Clark gave praise to Southwest and how they let kids sit together during family boarding. I just flew them, and I love Southwest with my 11-year-old daughter. Family boarding is only for families with kids six and under. We were the last ones to board during Group A and just barely able to sit together. As always, thank you. You're an amazing inspiration. Sincerely, Dave from Ohio. Dave, thank you. And yes, you're right that Southwest family boarding is really for kids generally up to first grade. And then after that, they figure if, you know, particularly if kids, a teenager, that they're okay sitting a few rows away. I know that my son, by the time he was 10, never wanted to sit with us on Southwest. He would always go somewhere else on the plane. But other kids, you know, really want to be with their families. And that's where what Delta is doing is such a great example for the rest of the industry. If you haven't heard me explain what Delta is doing, Delta has a new sophisticated software package that knows historical averages for each route, each day of the week, each flight, how many 
families with children are likely to be on that flight. It's not a perfect system, but it gives them the ability to seat families together. And I think that's really neat. And if Delta was able to develop that, there's no reason that the other two full fare airlines, American and United, can't put their software developers to work and do something similar. And then the smaller airlines will figure out how to do it cheaper than it costs the full fare for airlines to write that software code. Clark stinks for being so self-deprecating on virtually every podcast episode. Stop it. As a man who started listening in his early 20s, I can say with confidence that Clark's advice has contributed to my financial success. I spent most of my career earning what would be considered a middle-class income, yet my wife and I have already achieved most of our retirement goals in our mid-40s. Do you ever think about the lives you have changed with your advice? My guess would be that if you were able to separate the longtime Clarkies from the general public, you would discover that the Clarkies enjoy financial freedom that most of the general public would envy. As a mid-level manager, I start off every employee orientation with about 15 minutes of Clark talk. I'm trying to pass along a little of the wisdom you've given me so my employees enjoy financial freedom in their later years. This is my attempt at paying it forward just a little bit. You're not boring, not stinky, but also not perfect. However, as a whole, you change lives and the people who listen to you are better off for doing so. Mike. (laughs) Mike, thank you. It's just, I always think it's really cool to make fun of yourself. It's just who I am and it really is who I am. I know I have a lot of shortcomings. We all do. And I think it's really important to walk humbly. And so that's why you'll hear me make fun of myself about as we were talking earlier about being such a flake, even (laughs) using a checklist for packing and still leaving my meds behind. I mean, I am just a flakosaurus. And there are other things. uh, Certainly, I'm not in any pamphlet of sports legends. (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, we all have our skills and then we have areas where we have deficits. And I just think it's important to be humble and modest. So, That's just who I am. And thank you so much for sharing the impact that I have been able to have in your life. And then you being a member of Team Clark, sharing it with your employees so they hopefully get off on the right foot with how they have money. Now, speaking of money, I'm going to do the opposite of what we just talked about. And that's how to buy bargains right now. And it's weird in the midst of the ugliest inflation we've had since the early 1980s, two generations ago, there are wonderful deals to be had right at this moment. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. 
Hey, listeners, whether you love true crime or comedies, celebrity interviews, news, or even motivational speakers, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue, right? And guess what? Now you can call the shots on your auto insurance, too. Enter the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. The Name Your Price tool puts you in charge of your auto insurance by working just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance. Then they'll show you a variety of coverages that fit within your budget, giving you options. Now, that's something you'll want to press play on. It's easy to start a quote, and you'll be able to choose the best option for you, fast. It's just one of the many ways you can save with Progressive Insurance. Quote today at Progressive.com to try the Name Your Price tool for yourself and join over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. So we're in the craziest rotation that I can recall. So many things start with the preamble because of the pandemic. And this is one of those. You know, in 20 and 21, people overwhelmingly were into being at home. Either because they had to be because of lockdowns or just because they were doing so to be safe or their employment was from home instead of going to an office. All these different factors played into people wanting to improve their nest at home. Fitness equipment, people went crazy buying it. Think about Peloton. Peloton was one of the hottest stocks in the United States. And Peloton now is losing a ton of money because they ramped up for this huge demand that has now evaporated. And they're just one example. Netflix, you know, the stock has collapsed because Netflix, for the first time, I guess, in its history, is reporting a decline in viewership because people were streaming like maniacs during the pandemic. It's not like the pandemic is done with this, but we are definitely done with the pandemic. And so... People are back out and about doing things. So anything involving the home, I mean, I look at these ads, the ones for Memorial Day have endless numbers of sales on fitness equipment because everybody's sitting with it stacked at the ceiling because nobody's buying it. And by the way, look for home fitness equipment being sold secondhand on Facebook's community marketplaces, on any forum you go to. Be careful on Craigslist because you never know who you're going to be dealing with. But exercise equipment that people bought that they thought was a great idea a year ago or two years ago, now gathering dust, they're getting rid of it. There's one thing after another, after another, after another like that that we were all into that we're not now. Think anything to do with cooking. Okay, so I shared with you that I lost 12 pounds during the first nine months of COVID. Why? Because my wife locked me down cold till I could get my vaccines. She was sure that I would get COVID and it would be over. The irony is in my whole extended family, I'm the only one who's not had COVID. I don't know how. Anyway, We were eating all our meals at home, and we were eating much healthier than we ate going out. We were eating perfectly balanced meals and healthy stuff, and so I just kept losing and losing and losing, and so now I'm back 
to the weight I was before I lost all that weight during the first phase of COVID because now we're eating out again, higher calorie counts. Hopefully I won't keep gaining past where I was pre-COVID. But anyway, anything for the kitchen, you look at those things that have been so in those, uh, what do you call those air fryers that every appliance manufacturer in the world decided they had to have 47 different models of air fryers because people were so into those for cooking at home. Now you look, the air fryers are all on deep discount and a lot of them on clearance. And it's not all unusual to see them selling at two-thirds off their original price. You know what's consistently selling two-thirds off its original price? Robotic vacuums. For some reason, when we were at home in 20 and 21, people decided it was really fun to sit there with the remote and watch some streaming service while the robot went around and vacuumed the floor. Every American must have 12 of these things now because I'm seeing these sales on them. Like I saw I saw a sale the other day on one $89 that had been $199. And there are all these that are $89, $99, whatever. And now the manufacturers are scrambling to come up with new, even more sophisticated models to try to get the price points back up. But you think about anything for the kitchen, anything for the home. You even think about the laundry. So I don't know why, but people just decided when they were home in 20 that it was time to get a new washer and dryer just when the manufacturing plants were shutting down because COVID was spreading through the plants because they were all working by each other and COVID was really bad in manufacturing facilities. And so getting like washers and dryers became really, really hard and then very expensive. Now they're a deal. So just think about anything for the home furniture. You know what stock is doing terribly now? Wayfair. Wayfair was so in during COVID. I mean, what was there not to like? You went online, you said, okay, this sofa we're sitting on is old, dumpy, and lumpy. We're going to get a new sofa. So you'd go on Wayfair, you'd order the new sofa, and like magic, it would show up, and there you had the new one. Now, suddenly, people are like, I don't need any new furniture. I'm never even home to sit in that chair now. So furniture has become, after being in extreme short supply, and it still is for people that buy fancy designer furniture like Krista, but for regular people just buying furniture, it's... uh, So uncool. What part of it is not cool? Just saying that about me. Oh, well, you do like, I mean, you have a decorator and all that stuff. Anyway. Oh, Clark, not that kind of decorator. Okay. I pay a lady an hourly fee to help me choose colors and stuff because I'm terrible with that when okay. I'm redoing something. It's and so I much, buy so used furniture. It's so much fun. I know, because you. you're just, you know, but other people don't know. They think you're serious. <laughs> Actually, so I got such a deal. Remember, I bought used chairs on the Facebook Marketplace one time, and it was like four for 100, and I'm replacing them. And I just found out they're worth a lot of money. I'm going to consign them. You're going to make them. money selling I'm them. them yeah. I love that. So, uh, oh, you know what else is a deal right now? Mattresses. Everybody decided with COVID they wanted a new mattress, and uh, the mattress industry is way overproduced mattresses, and there are deals 
everywhere on mattresses. Plus, we've gone from the cartel-like thing where we used to have three manufacturers that controlled almost all mattress sales in the United States to now a wide-open, chaotic marketplace. Most of the companies aren't going to survive. So there's an oversupply of mattresses, great deals on them. And I could name many more things. The point is just about anything for the home, the yard, the kitchen, the laundry, their deals. Oh, and I forgot computers. Computers have now been overproduced, and there are great deals on computers as well. Okay, we'll go to some questions. This is from Teresa in North Carolina. I went to a physical therapist to work out some neck pain I was having. The secretary at the front desk presented as a bigger pain in the neck when she insisted that I provide my social security number. She told me that it was office policy. I told her it was my policy to not provide this information. This provoked an ugly argument that ended in me finding another therapist that did not require the info. Would you provide this information to a doctor? Teresa, no. In fact, that's why there's all kinds of stuff online about uh, unique, fake social security numbers that will never be assigned to someone that you can fill in on one of these medical forms because the medical industry accounts for half of identity breach problems in the United States. They are lousy at back office security and data security. And giving a social security number to a hospital, a lab, a physical therapist, anybody in medicine, you're asking for trouble down the road. And they're just going to send you some letter that we had a data breach and would you like some worthless credit monitoring for a year now that we've ruined your identity forever? And the answer is don't give them the opportunity to ruin your identity. And you did the right thing by refusing to give your social security number. This is from Ellen in California. I recently accepted a job where I won't need a car anymore. Conveniently, at the same time, my car lease is up in a month. I'm thinking of purchasing the car by paying the dealer payoff amount, then reselling it through Carvana to make money. Any advice on this process? So here's what you do. You'll have from when you get a price, don't just do Carvana. Get a price from Carvana, get a price from CarMax. Many times CarMax will now give you an online price. There's uh, independent dealers, whatever brand you have. Oh, you have a Chrysler. Chrysler dealers, you don't mention to anybody what you're doing at the dealership that you have leased the vehicle. You don't want to go to the effort to buy the vehicle and then find out after you bought out your lease there's not bringing in the marketplace what you'd hope for. So at the very last minute before you have to pull the trigger on buying out the lease, you've got that seven-day period for Carvana or CarMax to honor the price they give you. You execute the payoff on the lease. You take the vehicle to Carvana or CarMax. And with Carvana, all you have to do in the seven-day period is accept their offer and schedule the date. So even if it takes you longer to get all the paperwork done at the dealer, you'll be able to still make it work at the price that Carvana has agreed to. And so this is an opportunity for you to potentially make thousands on the turn-in of the lease vehicle, buying it rather than turning it in. 
And from Amy in Florida, I just wanted to drop a thank you. I just saved $518.26 annually on my car insurance by dropping comprehensive collision and roadside assistance for my 17-year-old car. Clark, you're the best. No, Amy, you're the best for driving a 17-year-old vehicle. You know, we as a society tire out of vehicles way before they are tired. And you, by continuing to drive that vehicle, you're saving the really big money, which is on the cost of a newer-to-you vehicle or new vehicle. If you have to take out a loan for it, the payments you'd be making month after month, year after year. And then on top of it, by having a vehicle that is depreciated out, you save all that money on insurance. So you are the hero, and good for you, Amy. And I want to thank you so much for listening to our podcast today. No podcast on Memorial Day. Remember, what is the purpose of Memorial Day? To have a barbecue? No. You can have a barbecue. But take a moment to remember our fellow Americans who paid the ultimate price with their lives to protect and preserve our freedom and this great nation. Have a wonderful Memorial Day holiday weekend.